Welcome to Voice Power, the podcast all about bringing the power of voice for your business or personal needs. With 94 projects under his belt, your expert on voiceovers, Earl Thomas, the voice. Welcome back to Voice Power for episode six. I have a special guest today from my radio days in Penticton at Giant FM 100.7, Dennis Walker. Dennis spent close to 30 years in radio in the Okanagan, known there as Penticton's Man of the Year in 2003, and was rated the South Okanagan's most popular radio and TV personality in 2015 by Okanagan Life magazine. Born and raised in the Kootenays, Dennis began his radio career in his hometown of Creston, B.C. while in high school. Currently, he is the morning show host at 107.5 Today FM in Cranbrook, B.C. It's full-on local community-based conversation, and he built his reputation on good old-fashioned hard work and always integrating himself within the community. Welcome, Dennis, to Voice Power. I'm happy to have you here, and I know my listeners will enjoy our visit into your life in radio. How the heck you doing, Dennis? Really good. It's been a while, Earl. We were together in Penticton back in the 90s, or how far back do we go now? I think With, so. Uh, it was 2000 to 2003. Yeah, you're, you're an awesome person. I, I really appreciated getting to know you and you helped me out when I was first starting there, bringing in the, the, uh, the birthday show and getting that all timed up. And, and uh, then I got used to it. That was, that was the hugest multitasking to do. Oh, yeah. Well, we did a lot there on our own, being in a family outfit. You know, we, uh, I'd, I'd like to see radio come back to more of that. There's not as much interaction like that now. They want to pre-record everything. And, of course, we were doing things live, so you learn a lot quicker then, too. Yeah, and, and what I'm curious about, how did you get into radio so early in life? Didn't you start in high school? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I was 14 years old and they used to just video, it wasn't video, it was just coming out then, and they would videotape the second half of basketball games at our high school. And I thought, you know, can you plug a microphone in there? I do the play-by-play. So I did. And and there was, you couldn't monitor it, you couldn't do anything. So we just play it all back, raw and it wasn't very good, <laughs> but it was who else wanted to do it, right? And I liked it. So I just kept doing it. And then as time went along, we started to do hockey broadcasts with the little TV station in Creston, BC. And it was then the KIJHL, you know the league well. They're, yeah. they're, they're called the Thundercats now, but they were the Clippers back in those days. So then the, the local TV station started doing hockey games. So they brought me on to do that. And it was the same thing. It was live. It was raw. It was just do it the way you do it. And by the time I got to grade 12, the radio station had two people quit at the same time. So they kind of got stuck with me. They thought, well, we're not going to go to BCIT or SAIT or some broadcast school. We got a kid right here that will come and do it. So I started doing the night show. And that's how I got into radio. A lot of volunteer hours, lots and lots. But I've never been to broadcast school. Well, you learned a lot along the way. Now, tell me, how excited were you when they told you, yeah, come on, you do this, you do this show? Oh, I'm very excited. Yeah, it was six to midnight. And back in those days, you picked up CBC News at the top of the hour. I was very excited. And do you know what? The first night on the air, Earl, I played an entire song on cue. 
And for the viewers here or listeners, I thought it was going out on air. And the phone lines are lighting up. And I thought, wow, people must really listen to my show. And this this lady that I knew quite well that was listening, older than me, she said, Dennis, there's nothing going on in the air. I said, oh, yeah, there is. I can hear it in here. And she said, no, it's not. Ha! But I I'd put papers in front of the, like these, you know, the, um, the, the meters. And I couldn't establish the difference between the Q sound and the on-air sound. And it took some time because our studio wasn't that high tech. The, the sound wasn't that different. So boy, did I learn a lesson. But you know, your heart just drops when something like that happens. But the, So that was my first shift and I will never forget it. After I'd got on in Creston doing the night show, I eventually worked my way up to mornings. And four years into that, the radio station owner, and remember back in the days, the radio station, it wasn't all con, con, you know, conglomerate, like you own the station up the road, the next person owns the next one. And I worked for a Hungarian gentleman named David Schmidt, and he owned the radio stations in Nelson and Creston. He got into a partnership deal with, with this. There was two newspapers in Creston, if you can believe it, for a little town. They bought into one and they started to have trouble with it and they were losing money. And finally, they ended up selling the radio station and this little newspaper. So a company, which was called Four Seasons Broadcasting, which is out of Kelowna, they owned the trail station. They bought us. They only kept one person. And I just started off around BC. And when I got back, mom said, some guy just called from Osuius. And I went over for the interview and I got the job the same day. So it was from Creston to Osuius. And I was there for five years. And I only left there for one reason. I thought if I don't, I'll never leave and I'll never, I'll never improve. And I took a part-time job in Kelowna. I was there six weeks. And what I learned was they would take people with experience to fill in at holiday time and then let them go after. But I thought, you know what? I'll get my foot in the door. Didn't work. And this, and so then I was living and the only year in my 40 years, I had to commute. I went from Kelowna to Vernon. I got a job at the country station in Vernon. And I realized then my style fit country well. And I always liked the station in Penticton for the same reasons you'll agree with, because we were, it was a family outfit. When I was in Vernon, I said, you know, that's, that's the one I want to work at. And when I realized my style fit country, so I stayed a year to the day. And then I got the job and Jack Crane hired me, who is now deceased. That's the, and then I was in Penticton 23 years. I'd have never left there because it was the last of the family owned ones. But what happened in 2012 was uh, Ralph died, our owner. The family didn't want to, it's a hard business. They didn't want to do it anymore. So they sold and Newcap bought us. And the day they took over, they fired everybody. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to start an internet station in my kitchen. <laughs> so, so that started and I did it for three years. One day global TV came down because there was a lot of profile when I left the, the station. They said they did a feature. Somebody in Medicine Hat, that somebody was Paul Larson, was watching on television. And he said, can I come out and see what you're doing? And I said, sure. So he shows up in Penticton. I'm doing my radio show in the lobby of a soccer club. I'm trying to get a license for a radio station in Cranbrook. They only got, you know, they have, well, they had two stations, but in the same building, same company. All of a sudden he got the license and that's how I ended up in Cranbrook. And that's where I've been here now for just about six years. So that's in a nutshell. I love radio. I get a strong sense that you love radio. Tell yeah. us, tell my listeners about your love of radio. Well, I just, I believe in live radio is what I'm into. And uh, I think the more, the more radio is now, the better. And I still think that, I, I still believe that 
social media is not hasn't pushed us back we've done it to ourselves like i would like to see the business go back to having live voices on the air you know like after six o'clock there's a car accident or something happens you phone the radio station there's nobody there when you take away the now element you kill it and that's what i'm trying to do here and and i don't tell you this or the, the viewers or listeners for brownie points i go in every weekend and do an hour and a half live on saturday and sunday because six o'clock friday night till six o'clock monday morning it's automated that's not radio so that that's my love for it i just think we got to get voices back on and I think the days of playing nine in a row and saying your name, it's, it's, it's just not good enough. When I grew up in, in Nanaimo, you know, I was listening to CKLG, 7.30 a.m. and CFUN. Uh, you know, it was rock and roll. It was personalities. You just love the personalities, you know. You know, I know that you're a hardworking guy because you really keep it local. You you got out there and you got those stories at, at, at Giant FM. And it was just really amazing. What I'm curious about is I tuned in today. The music was, it wasn't country. No. I was sort of, I heard an old Spando Ballet song. I want to know how you've adjusted from away from country music, because I know you love it. Well, you know, and it's funny you'd mentioned that because that came up in the interview before I came here. And, and, and Paul said, are you going to be able to play country? And I, I'll tell you what I told him. Country is so pop now. It, it barely matters. When you flip around now, there's not a whole lot of difference. So to tell you the truth, it hasn't been that hard. I mean, we're we're playing Taylor Swift. <laughs> I play Taylor Swift more now than I did in country radio. Now, in your experience, you've done some MCing for uh, concerts, haven't you? You did it in Penticton. Do you do it in Cranbrook? Do you might remember the Tommy Hunter show on CBC? He came to Penticton in 1992 and Ralph said, would you go down there and represent the radio station? And I said, okay. And I went down there and the promoters, which is Rockland's Entertainment, they're still going. They said, um, you got to come backstage and meet Mr. Hunter. Go out on stage, say your name, say your station, say, here's Canada's country gentleman, Tommy Hunter. Turn to your right, stick out your hand. There's going to be a hand there, which is his. I, you shake my hand, you walk off. I did exactly what he said. And the show ended. And they said, Mr. Hunter wants to see you. I thought, oh, no, now I'm in trouble, right? I go back there, and he's he's chuckling. He says, well, you could have said a little more than that. He said, good job, young fella. But the whole point was they're tired of MCs getting up there, yapping away, because everybody's waiting for this concert intro. And the reason I did it many times in Penticton, and I was told this, they don't they 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 like my introductions because they're short and sweet and that's it people are not there to see the mc and and i know there, there's a couple of promoters and i'm not trying to be boastful here but they they said we come to penticton he's doing the intro or nobody else is going to and it's not because i'm a superstar they don't want a lot backstage i'll do interviews backstage with an artist do you know how many never see a radio person backstage anymore? Home Free, that you know the singing group, they won the, the NBC Star Search a few years ago. They were in Kelowna. I, I said, could I get an interview with one of them? With their, almost like they were surprised. So we go upstairs. It's upstairs at the, the Kelowna Community Theater. And then I thought they were pulling my leg. The, the lead singer says, you mean we're going to radio interview? Hey, guys, we got a radio interview. Your experience with emceeing in 2010, the Oak Ridge Boys in Kelowna. That was nice. Richard Sturban was backstage, and uh, he was very nice. And um, that was pretty much the same. I just asked them, is there anything that they 
you know, that they needed. And I said, is there any particular, because sometimes there's a, there's a, a cell line or a slug line they want you to do. They said, no, no, that's fine. And, and I did the same thing. I, while you were there, keep it pretty short. I just said, it's a, you know, it's an honor to be here tonight. And, and I always, because of Kelowna Penticton, I used to say, you know, thanks for welcoming us into Kelowna tonight and we're happy to be here. And would you please welcome the Oak Ridge boys, something along those lines, but that, but that was a special night. My goodness. They are, they're very good live. They're, they have such a repertoire. Reach a hand, touch a friend. Remember that? They, everybody went out, walked yes. up there. As they did that. I've never done it before, but they, to reach a hand, they invited us up there and to shake Dwayne Allen's hand. Wow. That was, that was incredible. It was, it was heartwarming though, because it was very, it was very sincerely done. It, it, I, I really thought that was nice. Elvira, their big one. Yeah. Do you know the, fir the first place they played it live was in Spokane, Washington. Oh, was it? Yeah, and he told he and the reason that came up backstage is because I I told Richard I said my first country concert was Ronnie Millsap and Crystal Gale, uh, in in the Spokane Opera House, and he said, "Well, Spokane's the first place we ever played Elvira." I'll never forget that concert either, but. Do you have an offer for my radio listeners? I radio from my podcast listeners. Sure. Yeah. Okay. We could I'm glad to give away a book. It's called a little red radio. And uh, you've been hearing in this, in, in this conversation, a lot of what's in it, but uh, a little more of the stories and the people we've met along the way, but yeah, certainly. How would they connect with that? That would, that would be fine with me if they want to send me an email or something like that. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I will put in the show notes. Uh, you send me your your email and any any type of uh, connection that you want. Well, Dennis, I thank you millions for spending this time with us here at Voice Power. You have a great day. You're welcome, Earl. Thank you for your friendship and uh, sticking in there, hanging in the in the industry and still communicating. Yeah, you're you're a great friend. Thanks, Dennis. Thanks for tuning in to Voice Power, the podcast that keeps you informed on how voiceovers improve your business and personal life. Earl Thomas the Voice thanks you for joining him today. Have yourself a wonderful day, and we look forward to you joining us next week.